Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We are coming to you, as always, at a rim far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. And we are also at the end. It's been almost three months of doing these episodes on looking back at all the Star Wars movies, but we are finally coming to the end of it. We're finally here. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is Crazy it. stuff, man. Can't believe it. It's been like... Yeah. Uh, what a journey. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, we've uh, had some... Uh, through this journey, we had some major changes here or the stars. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just the way sometimes things the the cookie crumbles so to speak but you know we we're here we've made it and before we kind of get into the meat of um this this episode episode nine uh let's kind of take a look back and kind of see where we've been and you know kind of look back through how we've ranked the movies uh, I know for a lot of these, you weren't here. That's true. Um, so your ranking might be different than, say, mine, than ours, uh, than the other ones. But uh, let me see. So ranking from bottom to top, um, episode two was our weakest, came in, coming in at an 88 Wow. Um, <laughs> I guarantee if I had been co-hosting, it would have been a little higher, but probably yeah. still our lowest. Uh, probably still the yeah. lowest score, but maybe not that low. Uh, episode one got a 101, so a little bit higher than um, episode two. But I think for me, both of those movies are one scene movies. Like they're both ones where you're looking for that one scene that's going to be like, oh, uh, for me, of course, with episode one, it's the mall fight scene. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone you just kind of go through the rest of the movie just to get to that. And with episode two, it's the battle of Genosis. You're waiting for those clones to come in and you're waiting for that. So um Solo got a 124. Okay. Uh Rogue. Now this is where you start getting the kind of higher numbers. Rogue One got a 188. Um, which kind of surprised me that it didn't get higher because that's one of my favorite move Star Wars movies. Uh, and so did episode seven. Episode four got a 189. Episode eight got a 192. Episode six got a 197. And episode three got a 197. And episode two so far has the one perfect score. Which which is which got the one perfect score? Episode uh, episode five. Episode five. Okay. You, yeah. you said episode uh, two. I just want to make sure I got my numbers right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where we stand right now. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think do you think that like kind of works out like where you thought it would be as far as you know where the movies rank and I would. For, it's hard for me to say. I mean, for one thing, I would have scored uh, Solo a lot higher than mm-hmm. that. I would have scored. Mm-hmm. I would have put Solo in 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 right in the midst of all the uh, the Disney release ones that we've been scoring and uh, and Rogue One. I would mm-hmm. maybe not as high as all of them just in you know in the mix uh, yeah 
And as far as uh, the prequels are concerned, I I, uh, I have a lot of love for the prequels. I have a lot of yeah. nostalgia for the pre- prequels now. Um, so I would have scored them higher as well. But again, it's you know who who it's the people that you had you know, on your host. Yeah, it's who who you who we had on at the time. So it's, um, it's okay. I mean, it's, I I think for me the surprise one for me, and I'd have to go back and look at our the Rogue One show that we did, but. Like for me personally, Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I absolutely adore that movie. Right. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't, like I said, I have to go back and kind of rewatch, rewatch that one, re-listen to that one and kind of see, you know, remember why why we scored it the way we did. And well, something that also to consider is that, you know, this is this is kind of a movable scale. I mean, you can if we were to go around go out and do this entire thing again and start afresh, just because mm-hmm. it's you and I um would would might get a different score you know? oh yeah and then and then if you bring on if i didn't do it and you brought two other people on you might get another score and yeah if we all watch the movies again like had them fresh in our heads then that might be a different score so it's it's yeah. okay. it's fine for it to well be even i mean even you know even just listening you know to you talk right now you know i can tell you know you know we might have completely different scores even for the same movie you know yeah. absolutely um so, um, and that's again, okay. we did. That's okay. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, the our poll that we took for Rise of Skywalker is Rise of Skywalker actually good? Fifty percent said yes. Okay. Sixteen uh, percent said no, and thirty-three percent said it was okay. All right. So you have a eighty-three percent. How many? 33% said it was okay? 33, 33% said it was so okay. So you have an 83% said it was a good, it was good or okay. Yeah. Okay. And 16% said it was uh, now I tried it on the Facebook group and I didn't get quite the um the, the response, response okay response there, number of responses there. This was uh 18 votes. So half of the people that responded of 18 said it was a they they thought uh rise of skywalker was good um okay. does that surprise you or no is that it doesn't it, it doesn't at all i think that there was a well first of all 50 percent said it was actually good you can look at it you know it depends on how you spin the numbers but i think that if you just take the 50 percent, i mean let's face it we've we've been dealing with the divisiveness about the star wars i mean and and really it's it's come down to Many people say it's just Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, but I think it's the Disney, um, the Disney tr- sequel trilogy in its entirety, and and uh, that makes sense. So there you go, fifty yeah. percent. And then, but at the other time of that, as I said, you know, you got to remember that you know if you're if you're just asking people at random, really eighty three percent. That's a huge number. Said yeah. it was okay, said it was yeah. okay or better. So so you have that too. Um, I wanted to bring up one thing before we really start talking about it, and that is that we, you know, when we watch, when we think about the rise of Skywalker, the end of the Skywalker saga for now, mm-hmm. and, and you know, but they were you, they're really trying to bill it as this, you know, okay, we are going to close the book on this, you know, episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine format. We're going to close the book on on the, the Skywalker story so we can tell other stories. You know, they were really pushing that. But I got to say that, you know, one thing that you really can't talk about Rise of Skywalker without – and the Skywalker 
Scott saga and, and the Star Wars movies in general without mm-hmm. having at least a minor comparison to another very popular franchise, the MCU and their mm-hmm. Infinity War Endgame, um, yeah. you know, huge gamble that paid off very, very big. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm not somebody who says that that one makes the other better or vice versa or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, there was a lot that the same kind of genre film type that people might be fans of one would see the other. And it might be difficult Mm -hmm. not to form some kind of a comparison. And, um, you know, I I just wanted to bring that up and to say that, you know, and again, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Endgame, um, there, there is essentially, you know, a moment in Endgame where all the heroes come together in this amazingly huge fanboy moment that, mm-hmm. you know, with, with awesome score, with an awesome score, you know, I'm the music guy, I got to say that by Alan Silvestri, you know, bringing everybody out of the cold portals, bringing everybody out of the portals. And, you know, that whole fight sequence to the end was just, you know, in, in an incredible climax to a really good film and to mm-hmm. an amazing journey of 20 films, 21 films or whatever it was. And uh, I, I got to say that, you know, it was different, but when I watched Rise of Skywalker, I couldn't help but be reminded of that. And mm. I had to ask myself that question. I was like, did I, did I have the same feeling? I will say that it, and, and if, in a lot of moments, I did. I did have that same feeling. I have a far greater, longer, more um, you know, deeper res- love and respect for the Star Wars universe than I do for, MC- yeah. for Marvel and MCU. Not that I dislike it. I just I just do. So it was, it was easy yeah. for me to say that, but I can understand that many people might have looked at, looked at the end game and then looked at rise of Skywalker and go, well, it was good, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it didn't yeah. have the same level for some people, but that's okay. Again, nothing mm. wrong with that. No, no, I will, we'll get to, we'll get yeah. to, uh, get to those things. I think probably at some point in the movie. Um, so let's start with the, with the acting here. Um, again, I think, you know, great job by Daisy Ridley. Uh, us, you know, everyone did, I think did a, did a fantastic, once again, fantastic job. Oh yeah. They all uh, had, as far their, as, you know, main, they all main, had their, main, their characters down. They all had everything. Yeah. You know, they were yeah. very comfortable in those roles. I think, and I think you see that the same in all of, in each one of the trilogies, by the time you get to that third act, yep, all the characters, you know, even the prequels, yep. Anakin, you know, Hayden Christensen was very comfortable in that Anakin role now. Uh, Ewan McGregor had essentially become Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. I mean, that's all the rest. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah, he essentially absolutely. become Obi-Wan Kenobi. So everyone was, you know, and I think it's the same thing, you know, in the original trilogy. Luke had really come into his own, you know, um, everyone, and same thing here. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's got a lot more comfortable um so yeah so uh now do we bring this up here do we bring up carrie fisher do we as an as, uh, in, in talking about the acting because sure all right let's talk about carrie fisher so obviously okay. carrie fisher had passed away before the beginning of filming of rise of yes. skywalker so they so it was determined they were not going to recast and instead mm-hmm. they were going well mainly they weren't going to recast. There was a, probably a few body doubles and stuff here and there, but um, they yeah. were instead going to utilize a lot of deleted footage that was from Force Awakens 
and kind of put it together for uh, this and and fat and kind of tell a story around it. You know, the the uh, the word from anybody, you know, the talking heads of any documentaries was that they really felt that they had a really good amount of footage that could, you know, work with the story they wanted to tell. Um, you know, with barring a little bit of adjustment here and there. Uh, of course, I think that there was some other other things that maybe that were going to work and it didn't work. Uh, so yeah. they had to they had to drop that, and that's kind of I'll, well, I'll save that to when we talk more about the story. But um, I think that uh, you know, of course, Carrie Fisher, uh, you know, obviously was you know I I appreciate what she was doing. Obviously, she was doing it for Force Awakens. But uh, they were able to fashion it and make it work, and I kind of I'm kind of glad they did. I mean, there was a lot of talk about recasting and and all this yeah, other stuff, yeah. or dig- or doing a digital layer like we did with Tarkin and Rogue One. And I, I I'm glad that they really didn't go down that road. I was I was too because I think you know even at this point now, as good as that you know the digital recasting is, it's still one of those things that you still in my mind you want to use it sparingly and right. just for you don't want that to be the main you know the the a main character and a main star that's going to be in like a bunch of scenes you right. know i think with what they did with tarkin that's about the limit i think at least at that point you could go with that as far as putting him in you know where you know it wasn't like he wasn't a character like you know what um Critic was where right. he wasn't in that many that many scenes, but, right? So, well. but sorry. So that's you know, I thought that they they did a respectable job. I'm glad Princess Leia is in the final Skywalker mm-hmm. film. Uh, yes. I thought Mark yes. Hamill's uh, appearance was. I thought that that was in many ways a for the you know kind of a for the for those not that I was one of them, but for those fans that were disappointed in disappointed in Mark Hamill's or in the character of Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi. I felt that this was a more kind of smoothed over, um, you know, t- Mark taking or Luke taking over the Obi-Wan, you know, the spirit of mm-hmm. Obi-Wan kind of mantle and, and, and even mm-hmm. helping Ray by, you know, raising the, I thought the, the raising the, the Falcon or the Falcon, the X-Wing out of the water was a nice yes. touch. And it was just, a, you know, it provided some closure and a, and a cool little repeated beat. So, uh, but so I liked what they did with the Mark Hamill character. I liked how Mark Hamill's, uh, act, you know, acting was there. And mm-hmm. the same, you know. And what about what what about what about Adam Driver? He had, oh, he had a tough role to do oh, in yeah. this one, right? He had to kind of he had to be very dynamic. He had to change change size essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was back and forth on. Um, no, I can't say that I was back and forth. I knew that was going to happen. I mean, I know a lot of people, we, we, we were going through this when the movie came out. And I remember a lot of people, even in even in this podcast, people in this podcast, were wondering, can, can Kylo be redeemed? Can Kylo be redeemed? And I said, if you haven't seen, and we'll get to this with, um, if I, let's just talk about this now. Yeah. Um, Kylo dying. Right. I know there's a lot of people who are upset. And I said from the very beginning, two things are going to happen. Kylo will be redeemed. Kylo will die. Because Absolutely. that's Star Wars. 100% agree with that because you can't um, 
you cannot have redemption. You can't have redemption for the amount of atrocities that were done mm-hmm. without yeah. sacrifice, without light, without right. sacrificing your life. Because if they would well, just be, it would just be awkward, you know, mm-hmm. to have this. Well, and if you look at it, Kylo was a mirror of Darth Vader. Exactly. Like that's who he modeled himself. So it makes sense that his fate would be the same as his grandfather for someone who so long wanted to be just like his grandfather. He succeeded. In the end, he was just like his grandfather. In the same way of dying, sacrificing himself for somebody that he cared for. Yes. And uh, so, and and Adam Driver, you know, of course, you know, he brings Mm -hmm. such an amazing amount of talent to that, to, to, you know, and and acting skill to Mm -hmm. that character. And he did for all three movies. But uh, I thought it was just, oh yeah, you know, he just took it to that next level, and he did fantastic. I want to say uh, a shout out to Anthony Daniels. I was really happy that this was the first time. I mean, you could almost argue that that this was the first time since 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 uh, maybe Empire, maybe Je- I guess Jedi, the, the original trilogy had he had little moments in each film. This was the first time he really had an important moment. You know, where he had mm. to be the one to do something. And, uh, you know, I thought he delivered it beautifully. Uh, I, yes. I, you know, I, I just finished reading the Anthony Daniels uh, biography uh, and he, autobiography that he did. And it's fast. It's by read it if you get a chance. It's fascinating. Um, he just, it's all little short stories about, you know, all the craziness that he went through being C3PO, you know, and it was just really cool. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, in terms of Imperials, or not Imperials, I guess First Order. Uh, we got uh, was it Richard E. Grant uh, as um, mm-hmm. can't think of his name right now. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny to talk about him now again. Back jumping back to Marvel with him playing old, you know, the old Loki character. Uh, yes, which which was a very different type of role, and uh, and and he uh, he definitely played just a more like slimy imperialist, you know, like former mm-hmm. imperial now first order just bootlicker for the for the uh, emperor so um you know but it it was it was delicious you know it was fun to see i liked how he took i like how he took out hux i just did i was like yeah every now and then you just need you need a no nonsense pull the gun we found the spy go on you know yeah i don't think we needed it to be anything more grandiose than that yeah because i think i think you know and i was gonna well let's, let's talk about about hux there for a second his role and his character in this story and him being the mole. Yeah. And the I, turncoat. I mean, I, I will, I guess that falls more into story. I think, I think, uh, um, the actor, what's I'm, whose name is escaping? The Domhnall Gleason? No. Who's the, I can't remember who Hux is. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me look. I should, I should just look it up. Anyway, the actor who played it did it fine. Um, I felt that he was a little more subdued in this one than he was in the last. One. I think he had a little more mustache twirling, cartoony, um, over the topness, and I think they needed that so that Poe could kind of mess with him. But um, as far as um, you know, what he did in this one, I think it was a little more. I think he was just being a little more subdued. I mean, he was kind of in the backdrop the whole time, a couple of looks, a couple of stares, and then yeah. you know, next thing you know. I mean, he's kind of like he wasn't, you know, when, before this movie, he was kind of the guy in sh- charge. And it was it was like Snoke and then it was Snoke and then, uh, you know, Kylo and and Hux kind of vying for uh, 
you know, the next authority. And then once yeah. Hux was gone, you know, it was, it was, it was all, it was gonna, it was all, um, yeah, it's Dominic Legion. Know. That's his name. Dominic Legion. Yeah, Dominic. Domino, yeah. And, it, and yeah. it was all, it was all, uh, Kylo Ren after that, you know, Dom, you know, Hux yeah. was just an afterthought and he had to deal with that. And so he dealt with it by being a, being the spy. And he, and again, I love yeah. it. He didn't, he was, he didn't turn good. He just didn't want to see one. He was, he was his character. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. It wasn't like he saw the air of his ways. He yeah. was just like, I don't care. I just don't want him to win. Right. Exactly. Um, so, well, let's just, let's, uh, let's just do our, our score right now for acting. All what right. do you think? I, I'm out going to, I'm giving it the full score. 30, 30 out of 30. 30. I'll agree. It was, I think everything was well oh, acted. And shout out to uh, Ian McDermott, you know, bringing back Palpatine. Yes. And, and when I loved uh, it, it was different. It wasn't exactly the same. It was a different type of character versus the young Palpatine turning into the Emperor versus the old Palpatine on on the on the Death Star. You know what I mean? It's, it was different. Yeah. So, yay. Now, before we move, move on, I just want to know, what was your initial reaction when you first saw the trailer, the initial trailer for Rise of Skywalker at the end and you heard the Emperor, the Emperor's laugh? I was, um, well, here's the, I'll, to, you have to hear my story. So I was in my classroom and the, uh, I think it was going to drop at a specific time. Yeah. And, and it just so happened that it was my prep period. So I had this um, gigantic screen in my classroom. So I had I booted up on my computer and I put it up on the projector, you know, kind of airdropped it up there. And I, when the time came, I just looked up oh, there. It is. Let's watch it. So I watched it, and uh, when I got to the Palpatine laugh, I was like, I literally ran around the room like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> you know, I was I was very excited because I felt that it was the perfect way to tie all nine movies together. Mm-hmm. You couldn't yeah. really do it with Vader. I mean, other than what they've already done. And and yeah. even so, Vader really wasn't a symbol of the um of the of the prequel. So yeah. you know, to me that you know, from that at least from the villain side of things, bringing Palpatine back in the way they did was a great way to tie all the story together including those prequels. Cuz that you know, I was I too was at at my job. Uh, <laughs> I was in my I was in the break room, and my, I saw my wife had sent me something on Facebook, uh, um, saying, "Have you seen this?" Is and someone says, "No." It was my wife's friend says, "Has Mark seen this?" And I you know tagged me in it, and I said, "My wife said, oh yeah, oh he will die when he sees this." He <laughs> says, "You have to watch this," and my wife's not a Star Wars fan. Um, but she, she knew it. So, and sure enough, I saw it and I'm just like, I had my headphones on and looking at it through my little phone. And when that, la- I, it was everything I could not to just scream out loud, like, ah! you know, and, and one thing I do want to mention is that I thought I, I was very relieved that it was not a cheap, you know, like a cheap, uh, gag if you will where they're just giving you a little like like a a laugh that came from a recording or a laugh that came from a hologram or a laugh that came Mm -hmm. you know that wasn't really part of the story or wasn't really like he was back he was back for this episode and i I was happy to see him back i mean some people think it was shoehorned but i i don't i i really enjoy 
I just love that actor. Well, I love what he did with that character. Yeah. And I've thought, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna tell the story as one big cohesive story, he was the big villain. And to see that Snoke was really just him pulling the strings makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, to to do that makes sense as a story. To end it with that makes it a, makes it appropriate. Yeah. But that's just again, yeah. that's my opinion. So, well, yeah, so, moving on. Yes. Um, J.J. Abrams back directing. Um, I mean, it was this. This seemed like a a very typical JJ JJ movie to you, as far as the style, the way it was shot, the style. I think not so. that that's necessarily a bad thing, but just yeah. he's got a specific style. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I I know that he has certain certain tropes. I'm not a I'm not a film expert, like a cinema right. cinematography expert. So I don't want to say I don't want to speak out of my league. But um, I will say that, you know, it certainly had a very similar um, it was it was different in some ways to Last Jedi and similar in some ways in in terms of the editing and the cuts and Mm -hmm. everything to uh, Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Um, I was there for it. Didn't didn't bother me in the least. Uh, I'll talk. I I will say my score, my score for story when we get to it will be lower, not super low just lower right yeah um and you know which i'll talk about but as far as what he brought to the table um i thought it was fantastic my only criticism was that he didn't do the whole he didn't do all three or yeah more importantly than that he didn't have you know he wasn't it, it wasn't planned you know it wasn't play it was another was who was it gonna be colin trevorrow or who's gonna be who's gonna direct? yeah that's what i was gonna talk about initially he wasn't the one that was if I yeah I was about to talk about that that he wasn't the one initially slated to write or to direct this to direct the right. movie. Um, now did he write all three of them or did or did somebody else write? I, I you know I, you know and that's one thing. I mean we we've had so many rewrites and rewrites and re rewrites and re re rewrites that it's just uh it's hard to to know who's fully responsible for every aspect of it. I mean, there've been a lot of things like people have released the, I think he did write a lot of it and they released like a Colin Trevorrow script or us, whatever. And I, I, you know, I don't, I don't really get so, into that. Like when I see stuff like that, or even deleted scenes, I like, I like watching deleted scenes only because there's more, it's just great to see the characters. But, well, I'm, you know, I'm talking more along the lines. Uh, we'll talk about this when we get to, to story with the writer is, um, I think if you have one writer who's writing from, you know, like with like with the original Star Wars, right? George Lucas wrote all all three of the original Star Wars scripts. Yes, he may not directed them, but he did write them. So so you had a more. I think you had a a cohesive story. I think when well, you get like, well, I gotta, wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, jump in there. You okay. did, but then you had Lee Brackett help out with empire strikes back you had the lawrence kasdan come in and do some writing yeah. so it wasn't all his i mean he put down a mm-hmm. he put down a thumbnail sketch on a yellow on his yellow pad and yeah. and you know and some of that even had you know elements that he introduced he was going to introduce in episode four and never did and he ended up like things like mace window or at least the name was mm-hmm. going to be brought back and you know he ended up bringing it back for the prequels but so so there is always going to be a little bit of sharing and the only problem with sharing is that you never know who fully gets who gets all the credit. I mean, even yeah. like when you consider 
um, you know, like the creation of characters like Yoda or Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. So much of that comes from the artists. So much of it comes from the designers mm-hmm. like Ralph McQuarrie and Joe Johnson. And now we've got things coming from, um, you know, the newer artists and the creature creator, like Michael, the Scanlon's team. And so I, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot that goes into it. My only issue with, um, with you know jj's directing really wasn't about his directing it was just about the fact that he seemed to be a you know kind of jump in and i don't want to say save the day but you know jump in and and do your do your thing do your magic yeah you know and i don't know how much i you know do you think go ahead go ahead i mean how much was react was reactionary because of the That's the thing. I don't think he to last Jedi. I don't know about you that. Know, as far as from Disney's I mean, maybe, point of view, you know, <laughs> I yeah, t- I can tell you, John. I I feel I'm very, very, um, I get very, very nervous about trying to, you know, uh, second guess what the suits at Disney and the executives at Disney are thinking or saying or what people mm-hmm. are saying that they're saying um for those who don't yeah. know don't know i, I run a, i'm you know a marching band director i teach a, i teach a marching band we were just talking about and you know we are a little tiny group i mean not t- too tiny but about 120 members t- staff of 10 about 10 or 15 volunteers and you know we put together a show we write the show we put it out there on the field we get it clean it get it as good as we can get it the thing that that that, that happens is that i hear students talk and the students talk about, and, and they have their own perceptions of what we do. They have their own perceptions of every decision we make and why we make them. And, and I got to tell you, like 1% of their thoughts and guesses are correct. The other 99% are either partially wrong or fully wrong. So that's in our little world, you know, in our little tiny town in, in the East coast of New Jersey. So when you think, when you, when you think about it that way, I just have a hard time. Like, yeah, maybe there is, maybe there's some dude and, or maybe some, maybe maybe Kathleen Kennedy had an issue with something. Maybe they were worried about the the backlash of Last Jedi. I don't know. I, I, we weren't there. I, I suppose that some. That's why I'm, I'm sorry to say. I was hoping we'd get three more books by Jonathan Rizzler. Rest in peace, yeah, Jonathan Rinsler, because he told great stories. And to me, his books, by the way, we're talking about the making of Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He also did the making of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark book. If you get a chance to read them, please do read them um, because they're not kind at all times. They're they're true. They're honest. And it just shows mm-hmm. that every movie gets created is a bunch of backs and forths and ups and downs and peaks, oh, yeah. peaks and valleys. And this movie was no exception. This trilogy was no exception. I don't know if JJ was a full reactionary decision or to last Jedi, or if it was a reactionary decision to whoever was supposed to direct it first. I don't know. Was it Josh Trank? That was another no. one. Was it Josh Trank? I think. I uh, no. Anyway, say the computer well. there. I don't know if it was reactionary to that or not. Um, I mean, I guess they, they did. They were really happy with force awakens. So I could, yeah. if, if it turns out that they thought, well, you know, Last Jedi had a and little. It could be. Go ahead. And it could be. It could be just the you know. To me, this always seemed like from the very beginning, this was JJ's baby. Like well, he the was way he talked about. Too. 
right? He was exactly yeah, yeah. The way he thought this was JJ's baby. So I think it just came. It might have just come down to it again. I don't know. Was going through the thought process that when I you know, I don't know if the initial director stepped down or was or there was asked to step down. It could have been just something where JJ said, "You know what? I'm I started this. I'm going to finish it." Right. And, and it could have been, been simple as that. And he might not have wanted to do all three. He didn't want to commit to a 10-year commitment or eight-year commitment. So yeah. um, so he started with the one, and then he says they'll see how the next one does, whatever. So uh, my score we, I will give is out of 30? 30, yes. I'm going to give it 29. Okay? Mm-hmm. And my not, only reason not perfect is, again, um, the hiring of JJ was a little bit questionable. I don't know what it was, but I uh, – you know, I, I, so I have to dock at a point for that. But other than that, it was great. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a 28. Basically, the same same reason. I thought it wasn't necessarily like his master opus, right? As far as direct uh, directing goes, um, you know, but it wasn't like this. Oh my gosh, this is a you know horrible job. You know, I think he did a good job directing it. Um, so yeah, 28. So now let's get to, um, you know, I'm going to do things a little bit backwards today because we already been talking about this. Let's do story the story first instead of the dialogue. Let's do the dialogue last because I think okay. this is going to be where we hit the majority of our talking points. I agree with the story. Um, and let's start with what we what we liked about the story. I think we already kind of talked about about a little bit about it. You know, oh, yeah. you said tying everything together with the emperor, mm-hmm. uh, Palpatine coming back. I I enjoyed um, I enjoyed the pace of it. I never felt mm-hmm. that it slowed down for any super given stretch of time. I thought that there was uh, I like the you know the there was enough little throwbacks between. I love they brought back Billy D. Williams. I forgot by the way. Great to see Billy D. Williams again, uh, back on acting. I mean, it was just great to have him, his character back. And he, it, just, it, yeah, and he, like, just he never felt, left. Yeah, it, it just felt right, you know, what, saying that and saying, you know, Falcon with Chewie. Yep. It, right. Right. Lando and, with the Falcon I, with Chewie. And I, you know, I thought that, um, and again, again, the the inclusion of Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia, um, I thought was really well done. I thought, you know, the return of Mark Hamill's character and how he he turned mentor, force force ghost mentor. Um, I really, I there was a lot. I loved the character of Babu Freak as the droid, little droid, uh, droid Smith. I love the yeah. the town, the, the the you know the production design is kind of a different thing, but you know just just the way the story moved, I was I was I was riveted. I was not bored at all, and I and, and I can, just, can we just talk about for Harrison Ford returning one last time? Okay, that blew me away. I heard his. I yeah. think I saw as the pan, camera was panning on Adam Driver. I'm like, are they going to try to bring Harrison Ford back? And the minute he said, "Hey, kid." I'm like, okay, I guess they are. And I thought that was a yeah. classy move. I thought that was a smart move, especially with, with it, the loss of uh, Carrie Fisher. It made even more uh, sense. Yes. You know, yeah. it, it was a great, yeah. I thought it was a great way to push the story along. You and, know, make with, his, and make his um, turn to the light make much more sense. Like right. that was kind of the catalyst of like, 
he's that close, he's that close. And it was that making. And, and even, even the, the mirror and the callback to what was said on Starkiller Base. Yes. I know what I have to do, but I don't think I have the strength to do it. Yeah. That line right there. And then, yeah, um, it was just... I, I, another thing I loved, uh, I loved the Sith fleet. I thought that that was fantastic. I'm glad. I mean, I know that there is some questions, which I'll talk about in a minute. I love the existence of them. I thought that that was mm-hmm. a great way. I love the red Sith troopers and the and the and the and the snappiness of the uniforms. That you know, what a great kind of cultish kind of thing to have coming out mm-hmm. of the out of nowhere. And each one with planet killing weapons. You know, you just had to set this up to be the strongest um, force that they would have to fight. And then with the, you know, with thanks to you know bringing out Lando and Chewie going around and getting. You know, knowing what's going to happen, everybody just comes to the rescue. Like everyone, not one crew, yeah. not one faction, just literally every ship of every system. They uh, just yeah. brought they they sent brought, everyone. Yeah, and and I think that, and uh, and this is where it kind of ties in a little bit, where maybe the one thing I think they could have done differently is that if I wish that they had not been so clear in last jedi that no one's coming when they were down in crate and they were putting out the distress signal and they said no one they, they, it's our signal's getting out there but no one no one's hearing us or whatever and no one they don't yeah. they hear us they're just not coming i just kind of felt i understand what they were going for and and i do think you know like well how come they didn't go then but then they all show up for the next one they said well the, you know back then it was just a handful of people that were struggling on this salt planet now it's like, oh, they all have planet killing weapons that are going to destroy everything. Everything, like yeah. every planet. They say you're 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 going to die one way or another, so you might as well try to fight. And and I and I think that's a that's a far better, yeah, um, you know, motivator than just worrying about a bunch of like a ragtag group of about 30, 30 resistance fighters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I get it. I just think maybe the story was a little like, whoa, there it is, there they are. Okay. Um, so other things, what are some things that you maybe had a problem with or just didn't like as much? Um, well, there's a few. There's a few that are more just like there's some. That, uh, uh, I, I wish they would have done this instead of uh, just silly pedantic stuff. Um, it was cool seeing Dennis, um, but I wish they would have put him in an X-wing. I wish they would oh, have just, had him flying it. I wish there would have been a scene where, like, you see, you know, um, uh, Daisy, you know, seeing Ray coming in in Red 5, and then you see Wedge coming in back her, you know, in the X. Uh, to me, that was, but it still was just great seeing, seeing him back. Okay. I, I didn't I, mind I uh, his X-Wing absence didn't bother me as much as just he was he was like he had one line he was in the cockpit gunner or the gunner station on the falcon and i was like whoa that was that was like freaking super fast and i think that's the other that's the other thing that i think um to me uh, uh, that scene right there almost passed um it was i was pretty close to being an I don't even know if this could be the correct term. Um, when you talk about it was all to fan service porn for me, yeah. like all those ships, 
<laughs> and you're just like, oh my gosh, there's I see this shit from you know it was, it was like too close, you know. They wanted they wanted a, a massive amount of pausing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I think when you look at a movie like Rogue One, I right. You know, with the yeah. with the fans as far as giving you just enough the hardcore fans would be, you know, because I remember being in the movie theater, you know, the you know, the color of the radio, General Sindula come to and I'm going like, oh, Oh my gosh, I know who that is. And my wife looked at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I know who that is. I know. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind the number of them. I mean, I figured with you're going to have these planet-killing Star Destroyers, and there were tons of them, so you were going to have yeah. to have a pretty big um, army. And I like what the one Imperial guy was. It, it's not a Navy, sir. It's just people. <laughs> you know? It's just people. Yes. I kind of felt bad for him. Yeah. I kind of felt bad for him because he didn't <laughs> seem like that bad of a guy. And I'm like, oh, that, you just backed the wrong horse, man. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Another one that uh, think... some, another thing that oh go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that uh, I I I liked the three PO storyline as I mentioned that he had to you know mm-hmm. read the thing, but it was Sith language and it was forbidden for Sith. I thought that was a pretty clever thing. I like what they had to do with it. I liked that there was a little bit of hesitation that we're going to see through PO again. I'm glad that they didn't leave his memory erased because I thought that would have yeah. been just a little too much of a kick in the pants to to yeah. know that because you got to remember that he was originally designed to be the kind of the teller of the whole story and mm-hmm. um, him and R2 for to ha- so to have him lose his memory for good. So I'm glad that they kind of bopped it back in there at the end. Yeah. But um. But the only thing about it was the whole wayfinder, not the wayfinder, the the not the dagger having the little thing that comes out i was a little bit kind of mm, on that only because i was like so let me get this straight the death star 2 crash lands on this moon of endor in the water and somebody then goes down and designs finds the wayfinder somewhere in there leaves it there designs a a a, a thing to point to it so in case anybody wants to find it, I, I was a little yeah. bit, I, 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 mean, yeah. I mean, it could have been they were writing their own map, but why not just grab it? I mean, there was just a lot of questions. It just raised a few questions that, but again, it didn't mm-hmm. take me out of it. It was just a minor thing. Again, Nikki said, like no. a tiny nitpick. Yeah. You know, um, so what was your, your thought on, you know, it's come to light now of Finn, it was force sensitive too. Uh, that that came oh, out later think... on. Well, I kind of think this. I feel like in Finn's case, I think, and maybe this is more just fans coming up with their own explanations. But in my yeah. thought was that um, I think Finn kind of demonstrates that. Remember, the force is supposed to reside in all living things, and yeah. and and you know, tuning into the force is something that some people have more ability with than others. And maybe yeah. Finn just happened to have some small level of it, you know, maybe not as much as a normal Jedi would or even a young Jedi, but maybe he had just a little bit of it. Maybe that's why he had a connection with Ray. Maybe that's why he had this connect. Maybe it was the force guiding him not to fire on civilians, which is why he jumped ship yeah. with, um, with the first order connecting with, um, with the, uh, what's her name? Okay. Shoot. got to look it up. Uh, the girl from the stormtrooper with the, riding the horse, the horse alien or whatever, because uh, yeah, 
I know who it is. I gotta say, I got the, I got IMDb up right here. Um, uh, the oh god, what the heck is her name? Jeez, I'm so sorry, folks. Oh, uh, Naomi Naomi Aki Jana. She played the character Jana. Uh, hmm. I thought it was fine. I had no issue with him being slightly force sensitive. If we, if they, you know, they leaving the door open if he wants if they want to explore more more stories with just Finn going on his own force journey. Um, or just using it in, in kind of like a mild amount, you know, here and there. Uh, I also wanted to talk a little bit, though, about Rose. Um, I feel like okay. there was a lot of backlash. Well, first of all, poor poor Rose. I mean, <laughs> poor uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. That girl has been through a, just a stupid amount of crap. Sorry, it's just a, no other way to say it. She is an outstanding actress, a great person who had to delete accounts because of, you know, toxicity uh, and people just not understanding that, you know, people, there were people that didn't like her. They didn't like the character or whatever it might be. All right, fine. You don't like the character. You don't like the character, but that's nothing to do with her. So I just had to say that in this movie, this is where I was going to come back to what I was saying earlier. She was supposed to have a lot of footage of, of, of dialogue and lines with Leia. And because they were not able, I believe, they were not able to do a lot of it because the footage just didn't match up. It didn't work. It was too dark, too light, whatever the reason might be. So there, mm-hmm. there was only that one scene with her and Leia and Greg Grunberg, whose character, who's a uh, snap Wexley, which is a cute little moment. And, and, and I'm glad they put it. I remember seeing the deleted scene in, um, Force Awakens on the on the on the you know Blu-ray or whatever, but uh, nonetheless, you know they were supposed to be more, and that's why Rose's character ended up being utilized less. Now I don't think she was misused and or underutilized per se. She was she was right there with Finn. You know a little side story. They didn't really go anywhere with their little technically. You know was there going to be a romance? That didn't seem to happen. But you know I do feel that maybe there was supposed to be more. I don't think she was like, you know, like dropped in the in the toilet. I think it was just a, they had they had her kind of follow things along. She didn't go along with them because she was going to be on these scenes with Leia, and it just they only got one mm-hmm. in, and it didn't work. The other ones didn't work. So, yeah. is that a complaint about the story? No, I just think that that was an unfortunate uh, circumstance yeah. that it just didn't work. They didn't have enough time. I think also a movie. So many moving parts, so many things in different areas, you know, characters just get, you know, made like pushed, you know, to the sideline and not, you know, right. screen time as you would like, because there's so much and you can't put everybody in. Um, well, again, jumping back to Marvel, that does the same thing. And what did they do? They decided to have a uh, Disney plus series for like, six characters you know what i mean and and star and and lucasfilm's gonna do the same thing we have an obi-wan film or series we've got an andor series you know it's there's a bunch of stuff coming and and that's a great way to supplement what we see in the films so i'm, I'm okay yeah. with that i'm here for it well let's let's get to what i consider to be the elephant in the room um and that is The Ray taking the Skywalker name. 
Well, oh, really? Go back there. Go back there. Let's say Ray being a Palpatine. Okay. Uh, well, as I said, I appreciate that they brought Palpatine. They brought Palpatine back. I was of, okay with that. I think for a Go lot ahead. of people, it's kind of the. For me, that was where I, I, I like. I wasn't like, oh, this make me, you know. It did make me raise an eyebrow. It did go really. They're going with this, um, because for me, I think what wasn't had kind of set up and hit to in Last Jedi with Ray being a nobody. I kind of wish they would have kept going in that vein, because um, I think I think that would have the tone of. You you know you don't have to be someone from a special bloodline. You don't have to be a Skywalker or uh, 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 or a Kenobi or whatever. Have this ability. You okay. can just be, you know, the force force chose her because she, for whatever reason, she didn't have a bloodline. And I also think that then when she decides when she takes the Skywalker name, when she said, "I'm Ray Skywalker," I think. That would have had much more weight because then it was I was a nobody, but now I'm taking. I personally am taking. Um, um because I'm ashamed of the name I had before, but because this is my family, this is who raised me. You know, maybe, maybe I mean, you may just. Uh, I would have to say that while uh, you you make excellent points in terms of you know your explanation for everything, my own personal opinion is a, is completely in the opposite. Uh, okay. I, I loved I loved the uh, Ray Palpatine thing because I didn't think you can't bring Palpatine back without having have some connection, and, uh, yeah. and, and so it was either going to be, I mean I suppose you could have continued down the the whole uh, at, you know Ben Solo or whatever kind of that that be the Skywalker line being with Leia, but I kind of feel like the li- <laughs> the line that made it all okay for me. Was when Palpatine says to Ray, "You know, your your master Luke Skywalker was saved, rescued by his father. The only family you have here is me." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's yuck." <laughs> but but um, so I didn't have a problem with that. I, I understand how people did. Uh, I do. I will say that yeah, maybe sometimes the universe is a little small for that to have that all mm-hmm. be connected that way. But I also think I liked what also what Mark Hamill said, where or sorry, I keep saying Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker said about how um you know Leia knew they both knew she was a palpatine and Leia knew it and she trained her anyway. You know what I mean? Because some things are more important than blood. And I think I come from a, a very that statement, some things are more are, are more important or bigger than blood. I come from a very special place for that because I adopted my daughter. My wife and I adopted a daughter. She is not our blood, but she is every much a uh, you know daughter of Darth Tuba and and Mrs. Darth Tuba that um, you know as if she were, and she feels it. She feels that way. Oh, yeah. So when Ray at the end, consequently, takes the Skywalker name, and I said, "Well, we the the Skywalker, the name of Skywalker has once again risen, and it's by." You know, by someone choo- making the, by a choice, not by mm-hmm. blood, not by anything of that nature. So I and and yeah. and rejecting whether 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 you know taking the the uh, force you know midichlorian count of Palpatine, if you will, 
and turning it into another Skywalker moving forward. So I did not have a problem with that. I do respect when people say, you know, talk about why they did. It just, it didn't mm-hmm. phase me in a bad way. Uh, in fact, it was a, it, was, was, a, it was a big moment. Yeah. It was a, it was a big yeah, moment. I mean, it, was, I like I said, it wasn't something, it wasn't something that, you know, like I said, you know, took me or made me, you know, want to sign a, you know, uh, sign a petition, Sign that would you know do away with everything ever done. For the what, why do people do that, I, John? Why? Uh, what I, the... I don't ask me. I don't. For what's it's all... like. I mean, let me just put it this way: there have been people forget. People forget that there have been franchises for longer than Star Wars has been around. Yeah, Star Wars is a big deal. It's, it's changed the way movies are made. It's changed the way franchises work. It's changed a lot of things. But let's talk for a second about James Bond. Okay, 007, James Bond has had how many movies? 22, 23, 24 movies? Okay, and not every single one of them were, you know, all awesome. Okay, some of them were were very, you know, dated. Some of them were, you know, not the the most well-received. Yeah, no one's writing petitions to cancel those. So, come on. You know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. But it's it's a story. Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. you, you know, they can, they can do what they want. They and, can move on to something else. They can change it if they want. They can blow well, it up if they want and do something different, you know? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's like this, you know, it's from Disney's point of view too. They're making money. I mean, both these, both all, every one of the sequels made billions of dollars for them in the box in, office. In both... movies and in and in merchandise, okay. Yeah. So so they're, they're you know sitting there, you know, counting their money. And they're like, oh, there's a petition to uh, re- redo the tr- sequel trilogy. Let's see, one billion. Two, click right. one billion three. The only yeah, they're, reason they're... that they would ever consider it is if they really felt that it would. Um, do a lot to bring in a more, much more revenue. That's the only driving force mm-hmm. for them to do it. And rightly, rightfully so, because you got to remember folks that if you don't, if you're yeah. out there listening to this and you don't like the movie, that's fine, but you're not going to, you're not the only voice in the room. Okay. People mm-hmm. liked this movie. People liked the last Jedi. People liked the force awakens enough. People liked them that they are going to continue to you know, be part of our culture, and I mean, and you got, all you got to do is walk into Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I'm you know, well, and by the way, we'll, future episode suggestion. I'd like to talk a lot about Galaxy's Edge, but okay. um, but I mean, I will tell you that when you're in Galaxy's Edge, there are hundreds of thousands. Well, I mean, hundreds of thousands, but thousands of people walking around that area, and you see tons of kids and adults. Dressed like Ray, dressed like Finn, dressed like Poe, dressed like Kylo, like Hux, like everybody else, like Jedi, all over the place. And yeah, there are people dressed like Obi-Wan and Anakin, young Obi-Wan and Anakin. There are people dressed like Han Solo and Princess Leia walking around because they love Star Wars. And they're all different areas. And, you know, it's like you said, it's everybody's Star Wars. But it's it's not like that place is empty. It's not. No. no. Rise I mean, of the it's... Resistance, it takes one second for 
the the boarding groups for that Rise of the Resistance, which is a complete story told between episodes eight and nine. Okay, between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, and you can't get on that ride because it's filled to capacity with a boarding group within one second. That's crazy. So, anyway, wow, it's it's, it you know it's it's a big deal, and you know what? In twenty years' time, we're gonna see new podcasts being by by young adults who were kids when that movie came out, and they're gonna have their own set of opinions on why. Maybe some won't like them, but some will have opinions of why they're the greatest of the Star Wars movies. Deal. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Well, so, and we said this before. You don't like you don't like a a, mo- a movie? You know that's fine. You don't like the way a movie is written. Write your own. Well, I know one thing. I, I, mean, I might have mentioned this before. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I'm tired, but I mean not this episode, but previous. Right. <laughs> but I had a student once, you know, who you know came in and told me when when episode one came out how much they hated it, and it was horrible. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, okay. <laughs> and they were like, well, what did you think? And I said, I loved it. I said, well, why? And I said, well, I loved the, I loved the scenery. I loved the story. I loved the characters. I loved the action. I loved the John Williams score. You know, I loved all these things about it. Well, that that's I I don't that's not right. I said why? <laughs> I mean, he's a young kid; yeah. he didn't understand that people have opinions. And I said, "Look, you can have whatever opinion you want, and that's fine. And I can mm-hmm. have whatever opinion I want in terms of like whether that's you like fine. or not dislike a fantasy film. But here's yeah. the thing: I like the movie. I had a great time. You disliked the movie. You had a horrible time. I feel bad for you. You know, it's, yeah. it's okay that you had a horrible that you disliked the movie, but I just feel bad because you yeah. didn't enjoy it." And you had a disappointing yeah. evening where I had a great evening. So doesn't yeah. make me right or you wrong. It just means that I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't. And, I mean, so. yeah. And there's, I mean, there's so many for, for things you can do. And, you know, like I said, you know, you don't like, you know, something, you know, creates, you know, if you have a creative, creative spark, create something of your own. You know, there are the fan films out there now that are so easy to do. You know, make up yep. a story. You know, make up your own, you know, or, you know, watch the movies that you like. That's fine. Just keep watching. Watch what you like. Watch the original trilogy. If for if the movie stop at episode seven or at episode six, that, yep. that's that's perfectly fine. You just watch, yep. watch the original trilogy. Whatever, you know, yep. you're still, in my mind, you're still, as long as you don't. Where you um bash other people for liking something right. else. Exactly. You know, and it's I, I remember or... Yeah, go ahead. Like I remember when the and I was watching a bunch of um trailer reaction people reacting to the trailer and there's two that got that really got me. There's one where a there was some young both were young were young kids, and where Lando shows up, what and one of them they the kids were like, well, "Who's that old guy? Who is that?" And <laughs> asking them, not know how can you call yourself a Star Wars fan? No, Orlando Calrissian. You need to, you know, you shouldn't be a Star Wars. Just going off, and I, I, my is that 
this is where us older should have been the one and take them under their wings they come here little padawan let me tell you about the see let me tell you exactly who lando calrissian is and why he's important yeah and the other one was and this is the reason why i end my the show the way i do is again it was two young kids uh a boy yeah. and a girl they look like they're probably 12 or 13. yeah why would and, they not? well well no this this is this is this is a different one. Oh, okay and they're watching it and you can see their eyes light up right. like especially when you hear the first line of in the in the um in the trailer when luke's in the first trailer when luke's voice hits and they're just going oh, it's luke that's luke that's luke's voice and then they recognize Lando. They're like, oh, it's Lando. It's Lando. And you could see the joy of these people. And you could tell that these were kids that were fans. They knew these characters. They knew. So excited to see Ray. They were excited when they saw Finn. They were excited. They recognized the music score was Leia Stan. Yes. And the first trailer, uh, they recognized, like, oh, that's Leia. That, that's Leia Stan. And for me, it was just like, okay, these kids get it. This is our Star Wars. A generational thing that Yeah. No, I get that. And and and, and I think that, and again, it's one of these things where you have to, it, it's everybody's Star Wars, and you gotta let it go. Alright, so last thing. Let's, let's wrap up. Uh, oh, did we put a score? Oh, uh, let's put a number down. Out of 20, right? Okay, yeah. Out of 20, yeah. All right, I'm going to go with about 17. 17? Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go the, about the, the same. reasons 17. I mentioned. 17? 17? Okay. Uh, real quickly, and, dialogue. Um, I mean, I didn't I, have a, out of 20? Yeah. Out of 20? 20. I, yeah. I, I just, I right. don't have any issue with the dialogue. I think yeah. it was great. I loved uh, Babu Frick. Babu Frick was my favorite character. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want a Babu Frick Disney Plus spinoff. Babu Frick and Dio. I want a buddy cop thing with Babu Frick and Dio. <laughs> yes. I liked, I liked well, how, uh, what's his name, uh, JJ lended his voice to this. I thought this was a really cute thing. It was like, if you, get, you can't get any, it was almost like they placed a bet with each other. You can't get any cuter than BB-8. And they were like, hold my beer. And they put, <laughs> yeah. they put this guy together, you know, with his, little, oh. with his little bobbly head. I thought that was good. Hold my curly and whiskey. Yes, exactly. All my blue milk. <laughs> yeah, all my blue milk, yes. Or green. Um, I mean, but all in all, I mean, well, let's just look at not just Star Wars, but what film itself has brought us. I mean, we, the other day we were watching Willow, which production. I know, right? I watched it the other day, too. Luke was our child. George Lucasfilm was our childhood. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Willow. Yep. These are just so much a part of the, the early, I mean, especially. Um, I know you're you're a bit you're older. But still, I mean, those were movies that, you know. Yep. Watching, you know. Yeah, I agree. So, and, and and it's, it's, uh, it's so well let's for me, it's add like, up our Yeah, you add up the scores. I just feel like it's been I just love being on the journey. The only thing that bothers me about Star Wars now is that 
we're both in the situation where most people are, where that we're probably not going to be able to finish Star Wars. Star Wars will continue mm. without us, which is in some uh, ways it's nice to see how big it is, but in other ways it's like, oh, there's going to be a Star Wars movie that I won't see because I, I won't know. be around. And that's it's, always it, a little bit like, oh. It's sad, but at the same time, in a way, gratifying to know that my daughter will see, you know, will have her own Star Wars. I agree. And I know that my daughter is the same. She, what's been really cool about the new, with the, with the TV shows, like with the Mandalorian, is that we, you know, find time to watch it with group watch. She's, you know, she in Florida, us in New Jersey, and we watch it together on, on FaceTime while we're watching it. And, you know, we react to it. And, you know, she's pretty good. She's got pretty good cred. I mean, you know, you've seen, if you look on my RT public store, you can see some of the art that she does. So she has pretty good understanding of the different characters that she, that, that have, that have come around, but you know, she doesn't know everything. So it's, it's fun from time to time for me to go, Oh my God, that's a great dragon, you know, or whatever we, we talk about. And then she's like, really, what's that? And I'm like, well, go back to watch Star Wars and look at that scene and she'll do it. And she'll be like, Oh my God, you're right. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So, all right. What's the, what's the numbers? Right now, um, you scored it a 90, I scored it a 95 for a grand total of 191. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, let me. Let me find my here. Here, but I lost it. Uh, it puts it right. Episode uh, episode four, a new episode eight, so it's right there in the middle of uh, episode four and eight. So okay, it's like whose line is it everywhere? Whose line is it anyway? The everything's made up, but the points don't matter. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> this was just a. You know, just something fun to do. You know, none of us are professionals here. Um, move, you know, we're not in the movie making business. We're not directors. You know, um, we're just fans. One of, the, yeah. And I will say, in the kind of to wrap up the question that you ask every week, which is, is fill in the blank movie any good? I think that we've, uh, you know, just in our discussions, at least in the movies that I've said, but I, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that um, I would have felt that the same way, or at least pretty, sh my scores would have been very similar to, um, to with the prequels as well and the ones I missed. Uh, I will tell you that yes, I think they are any good. <laughs> yeah. I think the answer yeah. is yes, they're any good, and meaning that they're, you know, some think they're more good than others. But, uh, you know, or some are better than others. But I think in the end, look, if you go to see a movie and you have, puts a pot, it's, puts a smile on your face and you get excited about the story and you're working your way through it and you have a good time walking out of it, then, yeah, it was a good movie. OK, so bravo. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we have uh, it. So, yeah, I mean, to answer the question, is Star Wars actually good? Star Wars is actually Dio agrees. Dio very much oh. agrees. Yes. Dio. Uh, <laughs> well, moving on for next week's show, we have a 
amazing show lined up for us. So if you, those of you who follow us on Twitter already know this. Um, this has been something that I have been wanting to do for a while. Um, it's just been a matter of figuring out how exactly I was going to do this. Um, the method I was you know, wanting to use. I went through a bunch of different ideas. But it is finally here next week. The trial of Darth Vader. Uh, we have okay. a special guest host. Uh, the which is actually right here on Get Vocal. So if you follow us on Get Vocal, um, you'll be able to check us out. Uh, Thomas Harp. He is a uh, a military lawyer. He's a JAG lawyer. Uh, okay. He's currently, he is, uh, let's see, do, 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 do. Uh, he's an Army Reserve right now, but he works for the American Red Cross on law of war issues. So this is something that's going to be his alley. Um, so this is something that's fun. Um, Sounds it. Looking and, forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is something. So it'll be, it'll be like, let's assume Vader did not die in yes. the uh, death, second Death Star, and yeah. he was, you know, taken into custody by rebel, by rebel, by rebel officers, and yeah. there will be a trial. Okay, I love this. I think yeah. this is fantastic. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we'll look at you know things like. Comparing, you know, war tribunals in history, how would that compare to, you know, this type of a trial, you know, a trial, what kind, what would we expect? Um, I think for me, the big question would be, could Vader get a fair trial? Mm. A fair nice trial. Um, Good question. We'll talk about. Yeah. Week. Awesome. Uh, All right. Let's, so, that's yeah. Fun. Uh, well, Will, why don't you tell them out there where they can find you? Okay, well, as, as they know, as people have been listening, know, I have a uh, Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show channel on YouTube for basically a Star Wars collecting site or, or, or a collecting channel. You can find me on my episodes there and leave comments, or you can reach out to me at DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter at DarthTuba. And I will, if you have, or you can reach out directly to the uh, War of the Stars emails and, and John will pass them on to me. And, uh, you know, check out some of my upcoming episodes. I got some cool stuff coming for, again, we're dealing with uh, my, my, my uh, Galaxy's Edge hall or halls and the things that have, were, were picked up there, along with some things that came in the mail while I was away. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun unboxings. Yes. Okay. Uh, and where do they find right War here. of the Stars? Yes. War of the Stars. You can find War of the Stars each and every week right here at vocal.com. We also stream directly uh, our YouTube channel now, uh, which is War of the Stars. Also, we have a Twitch channel. Uh, so just search War of the Stars right there. We also stream, of course, to Facebook Live. If you can not us out live, which I highly suggest you do because it's funny back with you guys uh you could check us out i heard twitch uh 
Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we are there. Again, just search War of the Stars. Be sure to give us a five-star review. That would go along with the algorithm thing. Uh, so those are ways you can email us at warthestars.com. Our Twitter page, Twitter handle is, of course, War the Stars 1. Facebook group War the Stars. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. Com forward slash War of the Stars. And of course, as always, uh, our merch store is uh, at spreadshirt.com forward slash shop of dash the dash stars. That's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, so that's about it for everything here. And remember, as always, right. this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. Star Wars. Until next time, may the force be with you. Till the spires. <laughs>